0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from Mark, the 7th chapter. And they brought to Jesus a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. Jesus put his fingers into the deaf man's ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, which means that is opened. His ears were opened. His tongue was released and he spoke plainly. You know, dear friends of Christ, you know, have you, have you been watching the Paralympic Games? I know we had the Olympics and now they have the Paralympics. Perhaps not as popular, but there is much fun to watch. But it is a struggle watching those disabled people try to perform the same tasks that, you know, people that have full body and, and full capabilities are able to do. When you compete disabled, it makes it more difficult. And of course, Uh, It's amazing what they can accomplish, but it's fun watching them compete. It's fun watching them enjoy life. Um, After all, can you imagine yourself playing basketball in a wheelchair or volleyball from the floor, um, scooting along the floor? Well, such it is in the Paralympic Games. And people like that understand that. Disabilities make things so much more difficult. Well, you have disabilities in your life. And it may not be a physical disability, but we all have things that disable us. And this this world is filled with it. It's called a world of sin. And in our text today, not only our Old Testament lesson, but our gospel lesson, it talks, what do we do with our disabilities? Well, Jesus says, one day, one day there'll be a day where all our disabilities will be gone forever. You know, in Jesus' ministry he realized that there are people that are broken. There are people that are blind. Whether it's blindness or someone who's dyslexic like myself uh, or someone who's deaf and can't hear, there are struggles. And there are folks who, disability comes in many forms, folks that, for example, are autistic, folks that have dementia struggle, folks recovering from a severe stroke, can't communicate with the world around them. folks who are unable to walk, struggle. And they struggle because they're not able to do the things that the rest of the community does, and often they're not able to communicate with the community around them, so they're isolated. They're separated from the rest. And that's how it is when you have trouble hearing or speaking or even seeing. Well, the ministry of Jesus was filled with coming to people like that and making them better. Coming to people and helping them overcome their difficulties. And in our text, we find this with two people. The one little girl that had the demon and, of course, the one man who was deaf. And I want to talk about the deaf man first. Did you notice in our text how he came to be in the presence of Jesus? He came to be in the presence of Jesus because a few of his friends knew that Jesus could help him. And so they picked him up and they brought him to Jesus. It's the mission of the church. Bringing people to Jesus. We call it, maybe the word we call it in the church is evangelism. And of course that's a word that if I were to say, okay congregation, we are going to go evangelize Spencer today. I'd have an empty church quicker than we could shake two sticks or wag a tail. Because we like talking about evangelism. But evangelism is for missionaries. Evangelism is for evangelism boards. But evangelism, we, though we talk about it, very few are those that we bring. And yet, what is the mission and ministry of the church? To bring people to Jesus. Just like the friends brought the, this, this deaf man to Jesus so that Jesus could heal him. Do you have a friend that you could befriend? Do you have somebody who needs such a blessing? Somebody that needs to know the blessings of Jesus? It's, it is the mission of the church, and it's just that simple. Who can you bring to Jesus? And so our theme, bringing people to Jesus. And did you notice a deaf man in our text? How did Jesus deal with a deaf man once his friends brought him to Jesus? Well, first of all, he took him out of the crowd. He said, let's go find a place where it's just you and me. It was a personal thing. And Because Jesus never wanted to be a celebrity. He never sought to show off. It wasn't like he said, I'm going to do a magic thing here and I I want everybody to applaud. No, Jesus was doing this for the deaf man alone. He was there for the one who had the disability. He was there for the one that was struggling. He was there for the one that was hurting. And so he comes and he had... This deaf man had the Savior's undivided attention. When your ears are closed and you're deaf, your speech is garbled because you can't hear yourself talk, you never are quite sure of what's going on around you. It's a tough world. But this man knew. This man knew what mattered. At that moment, he knew he was loved by Jesus. At that moment, he knew that he was precious in Christ's sight. At that moment, he knew that he was loved. And what a joy it is. What a joy it is when you come to the realization that God loves you. What a, what, what a great realization. What a great realization. Because we as sinners, you know, we are good Lutherans and we say we are poor, miserable sinners. And sometimes we get so bound up in, uh, you know, our sin and we are sinful that we think Jesus doesn't care that much about us. Because we've fallen too far away from His desires. And we have at times. We're too broken at times. Too disabled physically. Too disabled spiritually. And sometimes it's difficult for us to believe that Jesus is here for us. It's difficult for us to believe that we matter. It's difficult for us to believe that we're precious in the sight of the Lord. Difficult to believe that He loves us. That He cares about us. And, And what a blessing it is when you truly come to that full realization that Jesus cares about you. What a blessing to know that Jesus is your friend so that you can say, what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. You know, the, friend, the friends took the deaf man to Jesus so that, because they wanted their deaf friend to be able to hear and they wanted their deaf friend to be able to speak again or to be able to speak at all. And Jesus did a strange thing. He comes up to the deaf man and he puts his, ear, his fingers in his ears and then he, t- he spits and then he touches the deaf man's tongue now, that's kind of gross, especially in our COVID-sensitive society where everybody is a germaphobe, right? And now all of a sudden you're spitting and you're touching. And what does that have to do about healing? Because we never associate spitting and touching with healing. So, but right now I want us to set aside our presumptions about saliva, I want us to focus on what's really happening here. I want you to remember the man that Jesus was dealing with. He was deaf. He couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And so Jesus is using sign language. Jesus is communicating to the guy. He puts his fingers in his ears and says, Guess what I'm going to do? Guess what I'm going to do with your tongue? And he grabs his tongue. And then this man who lives in silence watches Jesus close his eyes and lift up his eyes to heaven and pray to his God. And it was like Jesus was saying, I know. I know your disability, brother. I know that you have ears that don't work. I know you have a tongue that can't speak. I'm going to help you. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to lift up my eyes from, which, from, which our, from whence comes our help. I'm going to open up and lift up my eyes from where my Heavenly Father lives, from where I came, because I came from my Heavenly Father to be here to help you, to be here for you. Because I came for all those who are disabled by sin and death. This man was physically impaired. He needed Jesus. And the same could be said with those who are spiritually impaired. The spiritually impaired need Jesus. And did you know that the world is severely spiritually impaired? They're impaired because they can't see Jesus. They're impaired because they're deaf to His Word. They are spiritually disabled. They can't come to Jesus. They can't believe in Jesus unless God leads them. And Martin Luther says in the third article of the Apostles' Creed I can by my own reason, I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in my Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. And they can't come either. They're, they are spiritually dead, physically, spiritually disabled. They need Jesus. They're unable to, though seeing, they can't see the Word of God. Though hearing, they can't hear the Word of God. Seeing and hearing, they can't believe. They see, they think, they seem healthy, but spiritually they're not. They need somebody to bring them to Jesus. They're spiritually impaired. Worse, spiritually dead. They need Jesus. And Jesus communicates to them just like he communicated to the deaf man, although he doesn't use sign language with us because we wouldn't understand sign language. So what does Jesus do to the rest of us? He comes to us with his word. And he gives us his word because we can understand words. We can understand when Jesus says He's God, when He says He died for our sin, when He said that He loves us, He said He cares for us. We can understand that. And so Jesus comes to us with by word and by deed. And we understand that. The words, I love you, the deeds, that He dies. And it was by word and deed that He went to the deaf man. And by word and deed, He groaned. Our text said He groaned. Ephithah. Now, you don't know why he groaned. I can imagine if I were Jesus, I'd be groaning. Because look what this sinful world has done to us. You have a man who can't speak and a man who can't hear. People in the congregation that are struggling in various ways, Jesus sees our disabilities. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our pains. He knows our hurts. And He groans. Why does He groan? He groans because He cares. And what a blessing it is to come to realize that Jesus cares for you. And we know Jesus groans for us too. The Bible says this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us in prayers with groanings, with groanings too deep for words. Jesus groans because he cares. The Holy Spirit groans because he cares. He also groans when people refuse to come to him. Uh, they're blind and they're deaf and they don't see and they don't hear. He groans because the seeing can't see and the hearing can't hear. And it's frustrating to preach and to teach and to suffer and to die. And yet have sin distort their understanding so they can't perceive what's going on. They're spiritually disabled, or worse, spiritually dead. It's no wonder Jesus would groan with our minds having that faulty understanding of His Word, who He is and what He's done. We abuse our tongues with our foul language. We abuse our our ears with the things that we listen as we listen to the ways of the world. Abusing our tongues and abusing our ears instead of following the ways of the Lord. And he looks at us. And he sees our disability and our hurt. And he cares. He knows our hurts. He understands that we're severely disabled. The deaf man was physically disabled. And we know what Jesus did for him. Jesus spoke ephetha. Be opened. And immediately, the man's ears were opened. Immediately, he was able to talk. He was able to speak and communicate. Ephatha. Be opened. It shows that Jesus can open whatever's closed. The most stubborn heart, the most stubborn mind, the most stubborn will, That person can never come to Jesus, and God says, Ephetha! And the broken come, and the eyes are opened. The blind eyes and the deaf ears that won't listen to God's Word. And then they believe and they're saved. When people saw what Jesus did, that He had the power to open that which is closed, they said, He's done all things well. And it's interesting that there's more to that word well there than meets the eye. It's the same word that is used in Genesis chapter 2, where God is creating the world, and He says, and uh, He made everything very good. Same word. He healed the man. That's very good. He created the world. Perfect. Very good. The same word, the fact that unbelievers can hear again the word of God and believe. Very good. Indeed, Jesus does all things exceptionally well. He's very good. In fact, the things he does is beautiful and wonderful. With the words, Ephatha, be opened. Your Savior has opened your ears. With the words, have to be opened. He's cured your spiritual disability. He's placed on His shoulder all your sins and carried them far, far away from you. He's taken care of your sin problem. And what a joy it is to know that Jesus did this for you because He cares for you. Because you're precious to Him. Because He loves you. What a joy to know What a joy to know. Do you think there might be somebody else in your life that might be benefit from knowing such a reality? Knowing Jesus? To have their hearts open to? Ephatha, be opened. The words echo in our time. Ephatha, be opened. These words echo throughout our years and throughout our days in this life until finally those words are spoken at our grave. Our Old Testament lesson talked about it. Jesus will come again. The trumpet will sound. And Jesus will say, Ephatha! And you, your bodies will rise glorified from the grave and there will be no more physical disabilities. There will be no more spiritual disabilities. All the effects of sin will be gone and we will, we will live in the kingdom of our Savior forever and forever. This is His promise. For now there is brokenness, but then all disabilities healed. You can endure. Hang. Hang tough. Cling to Jesus. All your spiritual disabilities, your physical disabilities, gone forever. That's what's coming. The difficulties today, the struggles today, yes. And then miracle and miracles, you and I will be gathered around the throne of God, we'll be wearing robes of white that have been washed clean in the blood of the Lamb, and wonders of wonders. We will stand before Him, we poor sinners, with a loud voice, and will say what Revelation proclaims, Behold, the dwelling place of God is now with man, and He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be as their God, be with them as their God, And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be any more mourning or crying or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Do you think you have any friends who would want to experience something like that? The friends of the deaf man brought him to Jesus. Who can you bring to Jesus? Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.